0: Hey everybody, it's Mr. Badbit from Badbit Games and the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. And you're listening to We the Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. Thank you guys for subscribing and sharing and telling your friends and telling your moms and everything that you do to support this show and the crazy ride that we're on. Holy crap, we are back, everybody. This show, it <laughs> it was weekly and then went away and then it was monthly and now it's weekly again and we're back. And you know what, man? There are no rules anymore. There are no rules. Donnie Reese told me, stop setting all these rules and just do what feels right. And you know what, man? This feels right, right off the start things get going and I'm full of energy. It's probably the Diet Coke and the coffee that I'm having right now as we speak, but actually I can't do that at the exact same time. I'm not a ventriloquist. I'm only one man and I'm getting way ahead of myself because guys, if you're new, here's the deal every week. Yes, every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger or friend from the internet. We talk about video games and life and a whole bunch of stuff and if you want to be on the show, the best way to do that is tweet at me at Sean Capri. Of course, it's Sean, like Capri like the pants I am jacked up. We, the GamerCast, has been on a journey Uh, for a while there. It was known as The GamerCast. It never felt right. To be honest with you guys, it never felt right. Um, I was really trying to manage my time and manage just a whole bunch of stuff, trying to kind of You know, I almost got a little bit in my own head. Like, what is my brand, man? I gotta, do I have to separate from We The Nerdy? It's not even my website. Like, everybody thinks that it's mine. No, man, it doesn't even matter. We The Gamer Cast is what started everything. I owe so much to Andrew Semenchek and We The Nerdy. So we are back. You can actually find this show on We The Nerdy. I don't care. It's everywhere. And you know what? It's just, it's going to be great. And we're going to start things off with a chat with Jared Gauthier. In just a second, highly intelligent. You guys, most of you would see him on Twitter as Jared G. Uh, Jared has been helping me out for a long, long time, man. And holy cow, I'm like, this is this feels great. This feels great. Doesn't it feel right. It feels it feels good. We're gonna be back next week with um. Oh, you know what? I don't know if I can say yet. Oh, I almost I almost wrecked it. Whoever you know who you are, I I almost can't say who the heck it is. So holy cow, guys, I've got so much so much to say, so much to talk to you guys about. I know, um, I know, like I said, there's been a whole bunch of back and forth, but this is it. Weekly, at least through 2020, <laughs> the focus on 2020 has been community. And Sunday mornings is when Bobby and I record Cup of Joe and Nintendo. And then we jump right over into community gaming. We want to make sure that everything at Yumi Capri is focused on you guys. I'm not chasing anything but friendship and togetherness and positivity. And that's it, man. I think, uh, for a little while, I got, I got unfocused. And this show is what started everything and doing it monthly or not doing it at all, which are certainly things that uh, or even bi-monthly or no schedule at all. I had a lot of thoughts of what to do with this show. And the one thing that just kept coming back was like, you know what, man? Everybody calls it We the GamerCast anyways, even though I tried to, you know, change it to the GamerCast. Um, we the GamerCast is the show. And by the way, there have been two feeds running side by side. We the GamerCast actually never, its original feed never shut off. Um, the GamerCast was going over there. I actually now have two feeds. <laughs> <laughs> so whichever whichever one you have stayed uh, subscribed to, it's all going to work. There's going to be nothing for you to change. But if you do notice any hiccups, because I'm pretty sure nothing should happen, but if there is anything going on, please do let me know. Um, it's been a while, guys. It's been a while since I did this on a weekly basis. So hopefully it all works out. I was reflecting on it. And Ellie was about a month old. My daughter, my second kid, was about a month old when it all kind of just... We just canceled it all. And I, I remember... I remember just bawling my freaking eyes out because I put the announcement on Twitter and then just all this kindness came out. And I remember particularly Justin Masson's message really struck a chord. Um, Adam, Adam Leonard sent a message out about um, how this show brought everybody together and how <laughs> even though it would be odd that we would probably never meet each other, that, that kind of like lit a fire under my butt, especially in 2019 when E3 happened and when Extra Life happened and all these things like, No, man, like we can we can jump on a flight, we can make these things happen, we can actually meet each other because we have real friendships that are born out of this show, because we have real conversations. This is a bit of a different take on the old video game podcast. And I've always wanted we the gamer cast to kind of reflect the the chats that you would have if you're at like a comic con or a PAX or something, and you're standing in line waiting to do the thing that you want, you're excited about, and you turn around next to you and go like, hey, man, what are you into? Like, that's kind of what the show has been about, and I'm so excited. I'm actually booked up all the way through into March. Like, we're now, it's February 1st as I record this. Patrons will get this show first, and um, then otherwise it will hit free feeds on Monday. So, guys, if you're hyped about this as much as I am, please, if you wouldn't mind, patreon.com slash Capri definitely helps the show. And actually, uh, I'm really, really trying to hire an editor. If we can get that Patreon just up just a little bit, My goal is to hire an editor so that I can really keep up with all this content and you guys can actually make us better. It's almost like that was a thing. Remember that? Make us better? That only uh, hits for some of you guys. (laughs) But anyways, um, you know what? Why don't we just jump right into it? If I think of anything else I want to talk to you guys about, we'll throw it at the end of the show. But before I do that, I want to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash Capri, especially our gold members like Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Brendan Myers, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jonathan Brown, Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and Zach Bradshaw, Mr. Eggshan. Guys, oh, Zach, um, I hope you're having a great trip to Mexico. I think I saw that you're going to. So guys, uh, with all that said, with all that out of the way, as Mr. Badbit would say, let's jump right into it. Here he is, uh, Jared Gauthier, longtime supporter. Back in the Mub days, man, back in the Make Us Better, he's always been tossing support to Bobby and I and he designed the new logo so it's actually very fitting for Jared to be the first guest for the Weed the Gamer cast it's back it's bright it's colorful it's great and actually in this chat you'll see my live reaction to the new logo like one of the first iterations of the new logo uh was the first time I ever heard it so let's jump right into it uh let's uh oh please follow Jared at highly intelligent it's highly like Zelda and intelligent like intelligent so you can do the math together here he is Jared Gauthier (laughs) Like when I look at Pinterest, it basically becomes like I would basically copy it almost verbatim or whatever, just complete, just blatantly rip it off and still not do as good a job with it. Like that's kind of (laughs) like it kind of like is is over real quick for me with the the Pinterest business.
1: Yeah, no, I just I just pinned a bunch of stuff and then I kind of like, oh, I like the colors from this or I like the shape from that and I like you know the outline of this and just kind of throw it all together because nothing nothing's original everybody's already done something so that's you just true. sort of you just sort of piece it all together
0: what do you think of those what do you think of those websites that like kind of like the wix logo designer or whatever like it's already kind of to that notion like they're already created logos or templates or whatever and they're just like they'll throw your <coughs> name on top of it i don't know if you've seen any of those
1: yeah, stuff like that is fine. I mean, they they can make some cool stuff, but usually it's not very personalized right. for what you want, and there's always the chance that somebody else is just going to buy that same license cuz if you buy something from them, they'll they'll sell it to 100 more people and they right. don't care. Like
0: well, and also, I mean, there's still it's almost scary because um there's still almost too much control in the non-designer's hands, like I E me. Like I get a little bit freaked out. I'm like, I would just like, (laughs) basically like what you do is you create something like that looks awesome. Hooray. um, And I can't mess with it. Like, I'm not going to take any of that and go and really screw around with it, but there's still just enough control with those like Wix logo makers that I can really mess it up really quickly. So, but I recognize that I know that I'm not, I'm not a great designer. I know how to use Photoshop and that's probably the worst thing about it is that like, I can kind of know what some of the tools are and I know what layers are and that's about it. (laughs) <laughs> that's where my experience that's, starts and stops.
1: That's all you really need to know.
0: I, uh, to do just <laughs> enough damage, though, Jared, like, isn't it true? Like, <laughs> knowing just a little bit about something is kind of the worst case scenario. Yeah. How long no, have you been signing for?
1: Um, a couple of years. Well, no, probably longer, but, um, I started actually doing stuff for people a couple years ago. Yeah. It's just a hobby that I do that I really enjoy.
0: It's not what you do like for your, your nine to five.
1: No, no, I, I, I don't think that I would have the ability or clientele to do that. And I don't have like the situation to be like, all right, I'm going to quit and live off of savings for a year and, (laughs) and see if I can build up a base, you know?
0: Yeah. Isn't that like these little hobbies that we all kind of do, it would be great if they were like full time, but at the end of the day, we kind of know, like we've got a long way to go. (laughs) For that to happen. Like there's <laughs> it's a pretty enormous gap to like let's uh even pay for even like one of the bills in the house, let yeah. alone like the house bill. It's kind of an enormous gap.
1: Yeah. I mean for me it like it's I pretty much am at a consistent rate where I can at least pay for all of my Adobe stuff. Yeah. So my side designing pays for the software that I use to designing Which you enjoy um, doing anyways. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's also extra but not like an enormous amount. Sure, um, but it's good enough.
0: What else? Like, what other stuff have you been like working on? Is there a place where or any um, project you've been working <coughs> on that people could go check out?
1: Um. Yeah i I created like I rebranded a couple streamers on Mixer. Mm-hmm. Um. One is called Decrypted Gamer, and the other one is she. Her name is She's Onesie.
0: Mm-hmm. That's an amazing name. <laughs> with, kids, with kids just running around in onesies all day I'm like man you guys you live in the best life I'm wearing <laughs> jeans like a sucker over here and you guys got in on yeah.
1: onesies well she got it because she was like pretty heavily into Fortnite and she loved the onesie skin of so course. she rebranded herself as she's onesie mm-hmm. um, now she she's kind of gotten away from that but she still loves that and so I kind of rebranded her stuff
0: so you're not like like, quote, like, classically trained for this stuff?
1: No, You no. just kind of,
0: like, picked it up and, like... Because I, I, I've said to you a few times before, like, your design is just so clean. Like, that's... I don't know if it's, like, a hallmark of yours, but, like, I, I feel like I could spot your stuff just by, like, how tight and clean it is. Although, now that I'm looking at this, like, We the Gamer Cast thing, like, that is the most different thing I've seen from you. But still <laughs> very clean, very tight. But, yeah, there's a, there's a certain... I think the first thing you ever did for me was... um Like a, like a streaming schedule, like way, way back when you're like, how about I try to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, please. God, I'll take all the help I can get.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, um, there's no classical training. I actually started because I, I was really in, it was during the Google plus days. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really into, I mean, I still love Android, but I was, like, really into Android and all the updates and everything. And then Google came out with um, Android, I think, 7. It's when they introduced the material design Mm -hmm. that they're using now, where it's, like, really flat, bright colors. Yeah. And, like, I loved that so much. And so I started getting into designing. But I actually started off with, like, icon design like not logos but like icons for apps right and like user interfaces Mm -hmm. and so when I started getting into the more creative stuff like actually designing a logo from the ground up and other things I just sort of took that style and moved it in and now I'm starting to kind of move away from it like branch out so I can do more things yeah because you know flat flat design is nice but you got to be able to adapt.
0: Is flat design what you mean by like user interface and icons and things like that? Is that what that means?
1: Um, no, flat design is like your your logo that I made you, um, where you know there's no there's no shadows or really depth to it. Oh, it's I just, see. Just solid colors, right? Um, whereas something, I guess you could kind of compare. And I don't know how familiar you are with Android, but like. Stock Android by Google is flat design where there's not really much depth to it. It's just bright colors. They have some shadows and tinting and stuff, but it's not like it looks more like paper than it does. But then if you look like at Apple and their icons, there's a lot of like sheen and and shadow and and gloss and it It looks they look kind of like bubbly, like there's depth to it.
0: I'm literally like looking at my phone because I don't think that I've ever thought of it in this way. But yeah, of course. So it looks like there's actually like space between like the Mm -hmm. tiles and everything in the and the background. Yeah. Instead of it looking more like a like, a, I actually look like I'm looking into a scene on my on my iPhone, which I tried I Android twice. Jared, I'm never going back. And I think that I'm just locked in <laughs> until until Microsoft brings back their phone, and they're gonna just win it <laughs> all. T- I just that's a heartbreaker, man. I wish they I wish they did a thing. Um You mentioned the yeah. the, the Google Plus days, and you literally meant like days, right? Like because it's like it lasted for. Like six days, I think it was. Maybe
1: no, it was. I was on that for at like least three 50, years, man. 50
0: days, at least. It was around for like six <laughs> years. <laughs> what kind of like icons? Is it iconography? Is that a different thing altogether? Is that like what, yeah, kind, of, so, what kind of stuff are you working on there?
1: Yeah, so logos. Um, logos are like somebody says, "Here, here's my business. Whatever, I yeah. need a logo," and so you design something that represents them. Iconography is like. We need something that, well, an icon, like an app icon is different than iconography. Sure. Um, An app icon is just take our logo and make it into an app icon. Yeah. But what I enjoyed about Android at the time, they've they've since kind of moved away from that. What I enjoyed from them was, like, if you look, like, the Gmail icon. Yep you know it looks like an envelope there's a little bit of depth to it like mm-hmm. it's an actual shape and like yeah. the google drive icon is a shape um whereas on iOS they just slap it on a on a square like and they take rounded, a logo and they slap yeah, it on a round rounded corners. square
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um and so google at the time it was very like symbolic of of what the app was everything was different and mm-hmm. so like iconography like if you open if you open like Twitter, and each tweet has the little heart and the retweet and the the comment icon, and that's iconography. It's tiny little symbols that are barely anything, but they represent something.
0: Isn't that – that seems – they both, I think, present their challenges in that like it's almost like out of limitation iconography. Like you have to communicate a lot. And like in some cases you want them to click on it or you're supposed to communicate like what that button is gonna do or what perhaps mm-hmm. something is gonna what action or command that's gonna do, versus yeah. like communicating a brand, which sounds like a taller ask, which is insane, but you also have like all the tools and colors and everything else available to you there. So it's, it seems yeah. like obviously two different like schools to uh, to attend for each one of them, but also all wrapped up to when you think of when I think of it, like I don't know that I would have necessarily thought of it as two separate things until you kinda laid it out like that
1: yeah they they really are separate because iconography is you have to design something where somebody's going to look at it and know what it is Mm -hmm. even if they've never seen it before they kind of just inherently understand it because it looks like something they've already seen before yeah
0: so it's almost like like a language or a vocabulary of images that we see pretty like much. Even right now i'm looking at like on skype and there's like there's a hang-up thing there's like a little camera like obviously that that means that i can be able to see the person and then the, mi- the microphone and i'm not sure mm-hmm. that i've seen these exact icons anywhere else but i know exactly what they're going to do and that's kind of like just mind-blowing to me like this this shared human experience we don't have to like say to the other person or necessarily have a, there's no caption that i need but i i kind of know what those things are going to do
1: yeah yeah and, and then um but then, yeah, branding is a whole different beast. That's that's where you have to take somebody's image or their company and what they stand for, what they mean, and create an entire brand around that that's let me, consistent.
0: Let me dive into this a little bit because that sounds impossible. Like when I talk about like I need to symbolize hanging up a telephone call, like that sounds pretty easy to me. Like, But making it look clever is a whole other challenge. But when somebody says, like, I want a logo and you go – like how do you how do you create like and convey personality through imagery? Like, what's your process kind of like? I know everybody kind of has like their own process for visualizing a brand identity, but I'm curious as to what goes through your mind when somebody approaches you.
1: Um, I like to understand the person that's asking, mm-hmm. um, who they are. Well, I haven't done much work for businesses, but that's like a different thing. You have to understand what. Basically, the entity that's asking you whether it's a business or an, an, uh, a few people or one person, you have yeah. to understand who they are, where they're coming from, what they want that logo or branding to represent. Yeah, And I um, mean, that's
0: a million different really things.
1: Know? Do they ever know? Um, some people are more upfront about it. Yeah. Some people are just like, I don't know what I'm doing. All yeah. I know is I want this color. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even think I, I don't even know if I know what
0: color, man, like you could make a strong case for like, red is real cool right now. I'm like, all right, I'm totally red. I'm a red guy. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and see I I, how you determine that.
1: I, yeah. And so a brand usually can, will consist of, um, a logo, whether that's a, a glyph or a letter mark. Um, okay. What? So a glyph is like the Apple logo. Okay. It's, just, it's literally a symbol of an apple. Yeah. A letter mark is um Kellogg's where it's just it's
0: literally the word. Gotcha, yeah. And it's usually like a stylized kind of font kind of thing. Or is it is it yeah. supposed is it essentially a font, like a Kellogg kind of thing, with like maybe a more hand-drawn
1: type of K? Well the the Kellogg is uh the Kellogg logo actually is not a font. It's actually a like cleaned up digitized version of Kellogg's signature. Like that's how he wrote Kellogg.
0: Interesting. Okay. So the more that we say Kellogg, the less I'm like, it's making less sense to me.
1: I don't (laughs) think I know what this word means (laughs)
0: anymore. Yeah.
1: It's just, it's just the last name of the person who created the company. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. But yeah, so that, that's a letter mark. And so branding, you'll have the logo and then usually a couple or maybe one color, something that's signifies that brand like google has their four colors mm-hmm. apple doesn't really have a color they're usually just like white and black white
0: and black yeah yeah um when did so many colors be allowed in my like very limited knowledge of like logos and colors and everything like because it's it's expensive to print so many colors so we didn't used to do more than two colors in a logo like why 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 was google doing with all their colors
1: well i mean they're like a hundred percent digital digital i guess well
0: they got to have some stationary and stuff though that's kind of what i mean
1: yeah i mean they've they've got like if you order a phone from them i don't like have a box handy but usually their their logo is is it's a simple g now it's just a g like they don't put google it's just a g and then they they have it broken up into four colors
0: i just want to do that if i could just have like an s That'd be great if I could like just I can own the letter S like Google owns the letter G <laughs> or W or G I don't know even you know what they're they're scrambling all over GamerCast here man it's it's too much
1: yeah I mean anybody can you don't have to own a letter to use it like Google doesn't own the G but they own they created that G that, G. that font for mm-hmm. them that's so,
0: fascinating like- dude. Is it ever like overwhelming though? Is it ever like too much where you kind of have like a a, you always are able to see like the beginning to the end of a project when somebody goes, "I want to do this," and you're like, "All right, cool." I don't know exactly what that is going to look like in the end, but I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to be able to kind of work through it with this person.
1: Um, it's it's never clean cut.
0: (laughs) I'm sure
1: (laughs) I very rarely know like where to start or where it's going to end up, and it usually changes sometimes I'm working on something for weeks and nothing's happening and all of a sudden it clicks and it just all falls into place Mm -hmm. um it yeah it's it's kind of a mess sometimes
0: is is there a way for you to like you kind of mentioned with pinterest earlier but is there like another way for you to like kind of cultivate that that creative energy or anything or is it better not to to force it
1: um yeah if, if I'm really struggling I'll go into pinterest and just sort of look at something that I already have pinned or just try to get an idea of which way i want to go yeah like you know do i want to go of course it depends on the person and what they want you know if they mm. want something very very clean and very um proper and and business like you know then i'm not gonna like the logo that i just sent you we the gamer cast like i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't create something like that for them you know yeah. if they, that obviously would be too playful um
0: it kind of reminds me of like those uh those toy blocks like those alphabet blocks kind of thing but they're mm-hmm. obviously it's not blocky either. I don't know what it is about that. It's just maybe it's the colors really that kind. It's probably of, the colors and that the capital, I chose. Like block lettering kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and that's not set. I was just sort of messing around with colors. I had it all one color and it was just too plain and
0: Talk to me about color and color selection <clears throat> and color like schemes and everything like that. How do you Like I only know I know about an inch worth about a whole bunch of stuff, Jared. Like, and that's kind of maybe why I'm able to do this show and just kind of let people who know better things or know more about the things talk about them more. But like, I know about like the color circle, maybe, uh, if that's even a thing, but I know about like the various like shapes that you can have, like, um, opposite ends of the color, what's the color wheel. Mm -hmm. Right. And so those can be like red and blue, which maybe you wouldn't think go together, but because they're on the opposite ends of the circle or the wheel, that works. But you can create like different shapes, like triangles and all these things. Talk to me a little bit more because there's I only know this much, but help me round out my thoughts so I don't sound like such an idiot.
1: You're getting into color theory. That's like <laughs> well, and That's it's kind of like, like, like music thing. too, right? Like I think music yeah. has some,
0: some like wheels or the fifths or whatever. Mm-hmm. My brother so, would be so ashamed of me right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the the color wheel is, is like your primary colors. Right. Um it consists of I don't know it off the top of my head. Let's see 12 colors okay. and it, it starts off with your primary colors um which is um rgb red green blue yep and every other color comes from those colors so the color wheel consists of those three opposite of each other and then as you get closer you have the the pink which is a is a mixture of blue and red leaning more towards the red side and then mm-hmm. purple which is blue and red leading to- more towards the blue side um so, yeah, your color wheel is about as basic as it gets, but then the way the colors work together, well, I mean, technically all colors work together. Like, right. You can, you can make any color work with another color as long as there's enough contrast or they are within a similar family.
0: -hmm. That's kind of Um, what I'm trying to determine. It's like, how do we find that family? Because man, when I when I open that like Photoshop thing, it's like pick your color. I'm like, I don't know. Like, spin the wheel for God's sake. Just like, (laughs) give me a random one, and maybe I'll start from there. It's like it's I'm hopeless when it comes to that sort of stuff. But when I look at this amazing, and I should I'll have a I'll have like maybe if it's okay if we can share this uh, in the in the show notes or something like that. To like these all look like they were pulled from like the same like swatch. Row when you go buy, um, paint at Home Depot or something. Like, it looks like they're from the same family or, like, brand of, of paints. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, there's so much variability. And this, it, this is me. Like, you and I have different brains. Whereas, I think, uh, the creativity allows you to work in all angles. 360 degrees times four. And I'm like, I'm so, I'm so linear that I can't quite <laughs> work that way. I don't even know where to start when I see such limitless possibilities as the color wheel on top of, like, transparency of it all like it just changes all the shades of it all like you can see i'm getting overloaded and overwhelmed just thinking about
1: it (laughs) well i mean it is a lot i mean if if you're just looking at the colors so the colors that i chose here are uh yellow orange and blue yeah and then i used different shades of those colors to add the shading so there's like a darker orange there's a a more orangey yellow to get that that shadow um there's the dark blue lines and the mm-hmm. black outline, but then where it's like really shaded, there's the dark blue, but it's not quite as dark as the lines.
0: That's a, so, lot, of, that's a lot of decisions you've had to make in there. and, <laughs> and It all comes together.
1: And, so, and then, yeah, so you, you kind of, you don't just start putting down colors. You have to choose, okay, what colors do I want? Do I want one color? Do I want two colors? Do I want three colors? Yeah. Then you choose what those colors are. You know, in in this case, I chose orange, yellow, and blue. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, which which shades of those? Like, you can't red and blue, or not red and blue. Orange and blue go together, but not always. Like, you can't have like certain shades of orange won't go with certain shades of blue. Like, yep, so they they, they kind of have to, to match. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's it's really just playing with it. Like, it, there's not really an inherent i mean i guess it could be an inherent ability to just sort of see it but you know i i choose one color and then i choose the second color and i put them side by side or on top of each other and mm-hmm. see if they work and if and you can tell like anybody can tell if something looks well not anybody i've seen some pretty bad things but <laughs> But most people can tell when two colors just don't mesh. Like there's, you know, it's kind of hard to look at or like mm-hmm. they kind of blend together and it just feels weird on the eyes.
0: I think you're I think you're giving a lot of people too much credit. And this is where, okay, so this is what I'm coming to understand is that basically you're born with it. Like, or maybe you can like help to just through practice kind of train your eye to see it. Maybe even like, like pitch in music to identify like, ooh, that's out of tune. That doesn't quite sound right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe work yourself towards maybe the right the right pitch. I don't know if that, that analogy is completely yeah. iron, ironclad, but I get what you mean, man. Like it's like, for me, I just, I, I know what I see, but I don't know. I couldn't choose it. I think that's the magic for you. Like, I think you're able to go from scratch and create something. And it's the same thing with music. Like I think I could hear a song and I could learn how to play that song, but I would never be able to write a song. I don't think, I, I don't know. Like it just, I, I. it's too much. There's too much <laughs> variability, man. I'll just play a video game instead, I guess.
1: I'm sure you could But it I have just such an appreciation down, for it Yeah, it just comes down to practice I mean, y- yeah. you learn Everybody starts off learning guitar Learning things that have already been done You know, they, they learn songs that they know And like, and eventually you just sort of You take what you already know And basic chords and tie them together And see what sounds good
0: See, you're so nice, man Like, you really should be, like, just telling me To uninstall Photoshop and, and Illustrator right now And just just
1: quit while I'm ahead and no, just you, let,
0: let the pros do it.
1: <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be able to use the templates that I give you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's a good point. Okay. So I won't, I won't be completely deleted them. Um, man, I'm just, I'm always so impressed. I'm always so grateful. I wanted to ask you a little bit about like, why, like you started helping me a number of years ago and I'm sure I wasn't the very, the first one, but like, why, why help people? Like why reach out to people? Like you could be spending your time doing pretty much literally anything else. Like, what is it about? Uh what's about you that wants to help other people create things that look great?
1: Um I enjoy doing it. It's fun. Yeah. Um I'm 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 at the point now where I'm comfortable in my ability that in in a lot of cases I will charge people. Yeah. Um unless I offer to do something normally if somebody comes to me I'll I'll, I'll end up charging them. Um <clears throat> but when I first started out it was mostly like hey I want to improve my abilities Mm -hmm. but I don't want to just create random whatever like I want you know they always say that um, limitation breeds creativity
0: yeah
1: I wanted something like a project to work on
0: yeah
1: and and be within some sort of bounds so I I just sort of started reaching out to youtubers and podcasters and stuff that I enjoyed who had things and I'm like I could probably do a better job. You could tell they just threw it together in mm-hmm. Photoshop or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, probably spending way too much time thinking about, oh, well, at least in my case, like sitting there, still getting it wrong, by the way, but spending way too much time trying to trying to figure it out. And honestly, like, there's, there's people like you and Adam Leonard and Antonio Guillen, and that list goes on and on about people who have reached out to various people within the community and just like, Like, God bless you guys, man. Like, (laughs) you, all of you guys have just elevated everybody just to another level because it is, like, it's important when you see, (laughs) when you see a cup of Joe and Nintendo, it's a, it literally is that, like, we're putting together a temporary, uh, artwork right now before we can get, like, the real deal from Adam Leonard up in there. And it drives you crazy that it's still on there because it's like, oh man, we're getting all these reviews coming in and the real deal is still coming, but, like, it matters. (laughs) Like what you what you put forward, because people can they can kind of see it to your point earlier. Like you can see if this was professionally put together, if there was thought behind it, or if it was just something that somebody made in paint. Because, anybody yeah, can do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's just people as humans are attracted to things that are attractive. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just how we are.
0: What makes good design in your, like, I don't know if that's like a, that's definitely not a simple question to ask or answer, but like what in your mind, like when you spot something go like, that's a good design. I think we were kind of commenting earlier last year, or uh, last year about the, um, was it the Paris logo, the Paris Olympics mm-hmm. with the flame? It almost looks like bad bits logo, just saying, <laughs> but like, I think yeah, every, I think universally like, everybody's like, that's a good logo. Like, what is it about good design?
1: I, I think, I mean, good logo design is, or design in general good design there are rules like um contrast is a big thing where what do you mean
0: by that for somebody who doesn't know exactly like what like i think about contrast on my tv when i turn up the the meter on contrast and brightness
1: so contrast is just like it's contrast it means the difference between two things yeah so like white and black is like the biggest contrast you can get in color Right. You've got the complete dark end of the spectrum and the complete bright end of the spectrum. But contrast comes in all different ways. So you can have contrast with color, you can mm-hmm. have contrast with shapes. So like you could have a small circle and a big circle. That's contrast. Um you could have contrast between like when we were um when I was helping you with the Xbox Drive mm-hmm.
0: episode
1: mm-hmm. thumbnail when i when i recommended that you use a a different size or not a different size font but like a different thickness font right for the podcast number and the podcast title right that's contrast where you've got two fonts that are similar but one's thicker and one's thinner it provides contrast it makes the eyes jump around mm-hmm. so it's not it's not too the same right. things there is a there is a place for things being similar but contrast is what makes people – it's it's what moves the eye around the picture. Well, much. and
0: that's what creates – I think that's what is the discipline of the art really is because in an, an untrained eye or an untrained hand would create something where nothing is similar, where everything is so contrasting. There's like six fonts in there and there's all these like just a smattering <laughs> of colors. But it is that discipline of like just the right amount of difference but also different enough that you can – that it guides your eye in that way. I guess is maybe a way to describe it. But I just don't know how to do it.
1: Yeah, and and that's why there's there's several rules and they're not really rules, but just guidelines for good design. Contrast is one of them. Um, simplicity is one of them. Yeah. Um, because you know you could be con you could have contrast with a billion different objects, but it loses its meaning if it's not simple. Right. Like, look at just take for instance. I think what I personally think is one of the best logos is apple's logo, yeah, it's simple like it's but really, it doesn't have inherent contrast because it's just an apple with a piece taken out of it mm-hmm. but it's so simple and flexible you can put it you can color it, you can put it on anything and and make that contrast like yeah. it's just it's a really good flexible logo i I think a lot of people. A lot of, I've noticed a lot of logo designers will tend to create a logo specifically with one color in mind, with Mm -hmm. one shape in mind on, you know, they, they specifically design it with a background and that just really limits it because now you can't put it on anything because now it's one color. It's, you know, it's, it's specifically designed for that color. And I think in my opinion, the best logos are the logos that look great in color, But they also look great in black. They look great in white. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to be able to, like, look at all the biggest companies. Google's G, Apple's Apple, Facebook's F, Twitter's Bird. Like, they're all just a simple shape that can be colored any color. Yeah. But they can just be black, they can be white, and they're recognizable.
0: Well, it's funny, too, because Facebook and Twitter in particular came out really at a time when like the smartphone kind of revolution was happening where we needed like a new set of icons where mm-hmm. I think you and I are probably growing up in the days of like of windows when icons became a thing, man, I remember just like going through this is I'm such a dork. Like back in the day, I would scroll through like all the icon files in windows and just try to see like, what am I going to change? Like the recycling bin to now to mess with my dad kind of thing or mess with my <laughs> brothers. Like, I, but I just like would love kind of scrolling through and just seeing all these different images and pictures and everything. So Twitter and Facebook seemed like they were born out of, out of a particular set of circumstances, for sure. And as I, as I talk, I've, of course, got my Diet Pepsi, which has a particular, like, the Pepsi logo is, has grown and, and changed over the years. But yeah. I did want to ask you about the three kind of platforms, I guess even Stadia, and I want to talk to you certainly about Stadia as well. Um, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox, what is your favorite of the three logos? And then, like, what, like, kind of maybe to walk me through um, why you like or dislike the various platform logos
1: um well when it comes to nintendo are we talking about nintendo's logo or like their current switch logo logo?
0: i would say well actually either actually in that case for sure maybe because i think switch maybe is better i'm gathering from your from your question Um,
1: to differentiate i prefer the switch but but just because i i like i like icon logos yeah, or, or glyph logos like the, I, I put per- like the joy con kind
0: of thing on the back yeah of the switch yeah I,
1: I prefer shapes and symbols over just letter marks right um but the nintendo logo is it's just it's but it still has that that thing that i was talking about where you can color it you can keep it white or black you can really mm-hmm. put it on anything and it works yeah. like there's no it's not overly complicated like they didn't design the letters to fit you know they have to be red and blue at the same time, like it's it's just a flat logo mm-hmm. um If I had to choose my favorite it would it would probably be either Xbox or the Switch logo, yeah, um maybe the Xbox logo, but it's only been the Xbox logo recently after they kind of ditched the trying to make it look like a sphere rather than a circle right. And so it's just flat with like that X cut out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, super simple. We've kind of gone away from there was a time when every logo and I think even car manufacturers well, like very involved, very detailed. And we've mm-hmm. kind of gone away. I think maybe it's just the, the era where things are simple now.
1: Yeah. I mean, in 20 years, they could go back to super detailed. Like that's totally. just I, I don't know if they really would, because when it comes like. You know 15 20 years ago when 30 years ago when everything was print um Mm -hmm. to make something stand out on the page you'd want something really detailed and and designed but now with the digital age and everybody looking at screens just pops of color and and things that work well on a screen because there's no depth to a screen Mm -hmm. whereas there is on a, a page in a magazine um I think the flat kind of design not being overly, overly detailed, especially with all kinds of ranges. I mean, you've got 4K 75 inch screens and you've got 724 inch screens, you know. Yeah,
0: that that (laughs) kind of does the work for you.
1: Yeah, so you you can't make something super detailed because on a TV it might look great, but then you zoom out and you can't tell what it is. What about oh. the the game studios? Okay, let me dive into Xbox for a second
0: here. I saw I remember seeing the game studios logo. The Xbox Game Studios was and it's stacked. I guess is the way to to describe it, right? Where you have like you got the big circle on top with the X on it, and then it says Xbox, and then the next line under that is Game Studios, I believe. If I remember if I remember correctly, it's that. And I, I instantly thought like, is this like. I feel like logos were either like all in a row, like one, I'm not sure what, how you describe it. like either completely vertical or it was just like an icon by itself. But this was like, it seemed like tricky and inflexible. Like it kind of has to stay like that. And I don't know if that tricky was odd or if you look at that logo and go, it's fine. But like, it looks to me like really uh, awkward. <laughs> I think is maybe the word I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. Um, the Xbox Game Studios, I wouldn't, I'm looking at it now. I wouldn't really consider it a logo. It's, it's the, right? logo, the logo. Is that not is, bad? <laughs> no, because the logo is the Xbox and the Xbox icon. Yeah. The Game Studios is just a subtitle. You know, it's, it's not... I wouldn't really consider that part of the logo. The logo is the symbol and the Xbox letter mark.
0: Okay, so even even the, the circle and the, the X on the top and then the Xbox stacked on top of each other, even that looks a <laughs> little... I don't know, <laughs> and I love Xbox, but I just don't yeah. know about this
1: one. I could see how they, I mean, they could make some adjustments. I, th- I think, I find it, I find it a little odd that the game studios isn't the same thickness as the Xbox, like yes. it's slightly thinner and right. it looks a little off, and but it's not, there's, and see this is where contrast comes into play, where it's—it it is smaller and a little bit thinner, but it's not enough. So it just looks like they typed out Game Studios with the Xbox, Xbox font and shrunk right. it down a little bit, but didn't customize it to make it feel better.
0: How much money do you think they spent on that? Like, how many millions of dollars you pay for, like, a like top-tier logo? Like, this is, a bit, this is an important logo. <laughs> it's like, and they, they moved away from Microsoft Studios before. It was sort of like the paint or whatever that was, the paint underline. Um, prior to that, which I think this is still better, but man, I could harp on this all day long.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I, I mean, who knows? I mean, it could have been like, could have been an intern. They were just like, hey, we need this logo there's and, and it's no wording way. like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no if, but that's kind of what it looks like this is like i think it was okay beast a couple of years ago oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna mess up the quote but i think it was alex vending i gotta ask him about this said um that the soundtrack sounded like a, a music student in his first year of college or something like that i don't know but mess yeah. up the quote what about stadia's logo speaking of google and i want to jump over to stadia a little in a little bit what about their logo it looks it looks splashy looks like a it looks like um a, a whole bunch of color just um splashed on there with a big old s what about that one i, I think it's i think it's pretty good
1: yeah I, I like that that logo a lot um again it has that simplicity where you can make it big you can make it small you can mm-hmm. you can keep it white or black they and then you know they have their branding color which is like that those that bright purple and and pink um that's on there or mm-hmm. red or whatever you want to call it um <clears throat> but i I do like their la- their logo because the the name stadia is a little odd it, it's like the plural of stadium yeah you know a bunch of people together playing whatever Commodally.
0: um yeah that screams gaming to me for sure <laughs> yeah.
1: but their their logo is is interesting because it's an s for stadia obviously mm-hmm. but it's also supposed to be kind of reminiscent of like a Wi-fi signal um
0: oh is it I didn't it totally is yeah absolutely yeah.
1: And so it's, it's not something that, you know, that really jumps out or even needs to jump out, but right. it's there. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, like, like the Apple logo and the, you know, people call it the bite out of it or just like the chunk that's missing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The reason that's there is because the designer of the logo, when he was making it, originally he was just going to have an apple, but he yeah. realized when he made it small it was like, is this an apple or is it a pear? Is it, you know, right? So he took the bite because it's like an apple with a bite out of it is very well known. Mm-hmm. So it, it, something doesn't have to be completely obvious. I feel like, I feel like a lot of designers will try to be too clever. Yeah. Like they try to put so much into something and, and make it super obvious what it's doing. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can have little things in there that, that mean more than, most people will notice, but I th- I think as long as it's clean, it's okay.
0: Like, those are some of the best things if you look up like the little hidden Easter eggs or all the like little hidden meanings and the backstory behind a lot of the best logos around. Like those are some of the funnest articles to, yeah. to
1: like go the, and dive into. Like the FedEx logo?
0: Yeah, the arrow.
1: Yeah. That's not and, something that you would ever really notice unless it's mm-hmm. pointed out to you, but it's there. And, and once you see
0: it, it's like you can't not see the FedEx arrow.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, I love that stuff. And that's what I'm talking about. A to Z, the
0: Amazon, everything from A to Z,
1: and it's also Smile. Yeah, yeah, that's real good. It's just you don't have to be so clever and try to make it so obvious, Mm -hmm. but just have little touches in there that sort of mean something.
0: Yeah, and then and then special.
1: Ultimately, ultimately, people are just going to get used to a logo no matter what. Right.
0: (laughs) I mean, unless unless the the console itself doesn't, or whatever you want to call, it, unless uh, Stadia doesn't last. Uh, survive its original year. What are we... What's 2020... Are they going to survive 2020, man?
1: Oh, yeah. I I think they'll be around for at least five years.
0: And you're not just saying that because you, you have to continue the world's first... You guys must have been the world's first Google Stadia podcast. <laughs> you must have been right out of the gates. I don't know if I heard anybody else. Maybe even to this day, you guys might be the number one Google Stadia podcast.
1: Yeah. I, um, no, that's just me because I... I am very familiar with Google and I know everybody's like, Oh, but they're gonna cancel it like they cancelled all this other stuff and it's like, Yeah, but look at the stuff they cancelled, like Yeah. I mean and then look at the stuff that's still around. Like Android has over a billion users. YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a billion videos every single day. Like I mean, Google holds on to stuff. They do cancel stuff, but they also hold on to stuff that they find viable. And and I don't think you know everybody's painting doom and gloom to stadia because there's not you know 100 million users already but i really don't think they ever expected it to be yeah. like that like in the first year if if you look at the numbers like on our last episode donnie was pointing out the numbers for destiny and like you know that that opening the launch week there was like 18,000 destiny 2 players or whatever mm-hmm. like that's not that's not um that is not showing exactly how many people are there, like there could have been people playing other games, you know, obviously, but um, I think that number shows that Google was not expecting a whole bunch of people to do it like right. obviously the the founders edition sold out like and and that means they probably only had like fifty thousand or maybe a hundred thousand, like they didn't mm-hmm. have. You know, it's not like the switch where they're like, "We're gonna have three million in the first two months." You know, right? Like they weren't expecting huge numbers, and what so is I don't it
0: about the what is it? About, I'm sorry, to interrupt. What is it? What is it about the testiness? I can almost imagine people listening right now, and you're either on. It seems like it's the whole console wars thing, which is also nonsense. But like, what is it about like somebody new kind of trying to come in and do something different? And it seems like there's just such a visceral reaction to like even you. Like, it's not even like you're defending it, but I think you're creating a, a well-rounded like context in case for why maybe it's not the end of the world and maybe we should just hit pause button on doom and gloom and just so we're clear i do not think that they're off to a great start i think that this is um, a bit of a, a rough go for stadia i don't have high hopes i did cancel my pre-order but like it would be great to see another uh, platform enter the market and push things forward and change it at, at, their, at the very least make things interesting now why do people get so testy about that <laughs>
1: I don't know, human nature, they just <laughs> they tend to want to hate on things they don't understand or don't like or it's you that know, simple, isn't it? I I think I think a lot of people that you know, we there's something if there's something that I don't enjoy, I just ignore it. Like, yeah. you know, I move away from it. I don't uh, immerse myself, but then you go on to like Twitter under every twi- tweet that Stadia puts out you know, there's there's people in there that are like, we love it, we love it. And then there's people that are just like, you're going to die. You should just quit. Like, <laughs> you know, like what... <laughs> you're going to die. What drives people to go in there and just be hateful? I mean,
0: well, you need, need to
1: get a psychiatrist on here, but... That's, yeah, that's true. Exactly Eric can come on for a third time in a row. And I think it's when you have when you have a fan base, and I think there's something about... Games and I think movies kind of have this too where people just get so invested in whatever it is that they like Mm -hmm. everything else is a threat or it's awful and stupid and not as good as the thing that I like so I have to hate I have to actively hate on it like I can't just let it be. Mm-hmm. You know, you and- almost
0: like see like the pendulum swing one way or another, and in order to like push it back in your favor, you really have to apply the exact same, if not more, energy, which yeah. is opposite of like the stuff that's coming at you. Maybe that's part of it, and also like we all have podcasts now. We all have voices. We all have platforms. We all have followers on Twitter, and all these ways of like pushing an agenda. And even like that's why I like podcasts so much because we can actually have a dialogue about this. We can like, maybe somebody doesn't take out just one clip of what we're saying here and extrapolate that to our entire entity. And like, this is what we are. But I think that it's maybe part of it is just like, we're talking about it and we're putting ourselves out there. And that can be, that can be tricky territory. Sometimes we forget that like, as we're recording this thing, that it will go out there and other people will listen to it and they'll have a certain reaction to it. But that now is amplified on every mode of communication that we have. Like everything is an opinion and it's, and it almost like it's like it has to stand for something when really yeah. it's just like it's mostly just an observation <laughs> in most cases. You don't even <laughs> think twice about it after that.
1: But yeah. and it's I, so I,
0: defining now.
1: And I think there's this really unhealthy um, attitude within the gaming business and industry of that people you're either winning or you're losing. Right? right. It's like why can't we have four successful platforms yeah. like I mean sure there could be the one that's selling more but that doesn't necessarily mean they're winning like mm-hmm. you know if if that's the platform you like and you like to be on the one that's selling the most like good for you but mm-hmm. like it, there doesn't have to be winning and losing like it can just be people you know bunch of companies making stuff and everybody enjoying what they enjoy
0: well, I'll say that as somebody who was, a bit, we started pod, Bobby and I started podcasting during the Wii U era, which I don't know if it gets to be any darker times
1: than the Wii U era. Bobby <laughs> I don't know. and try, I love being a Stadia fan.
0: Well, I guess, well, maybe this, this is a, this is an encouraging story, hopefully for you, Jared. Is that like we were there, and many of us, many people are nodding along, like, yeah, I was there during those days. There were dark, dark times, but at the same time, if you had a Wii U and perhaps even a 3DS, but certainly if you just had a Wii U, you were enjoying good games. Mm -hmm. Like, for those of us who were there, like, and I mean really there, like, you had a good time with your Wii U. And now that the Switch is banging and it's the, like, number one console and whatever, I think 2019 and in December, like, just, it couldn't be better. Times couldn't be better for Nintendo. Do I feel better now? Like, am I uplifted by Nintendo's success (laughs) right now? Am I, is my life, like, completely changed around? Probably not. Like, I don't think, actually, definitely not. In fact, I'm enjoying my Switch and I was enjoying my, my Wii U. If nothing, I've just got more games and I've got um, more paralysis happening. <laughs> but I I think I kind of say it just for anybody listening to go, like think about the difference in your in your general happiness <laughs> and like think about what we're all fighting for when it comes to some of these like online console wars. It's really silly.
1: Yeah, it's I've never really understood it. It's like... And it's like that with everything. You know, there are people who are just like Apple's the best. It's only Apple and and Android is awful and terrible. And then you yeah. actually talk to them and the only time they used Android was 10 years ago on, you know, an $80 phone. Like <laughs> like of course mm-hmm. that was a terrible experience. Yes. And the only reason Apple's, you know, every Apple experience is great is because all of their devices are $1000 or more. Like they're no not doubt. making they're not making a $150 device. Like go pick mm-hmm. up an iPhone five and try to use it like it's not going to be that great anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and I think there's just that attitude of like people have allegiances, and it's like I get allegiances. Like I'm, I'm probably allegiant to Nintendo, and I enjoy yeah. Nintendo the most. But I also love Xbox, and How I en- dare you, and I enjoy my PlayStation. Like you know there there are things that I prefer just because they have more things that I like. But mm-hmm. like I wouldn't want. Any of the other ones to go away, yeah. like that would be awful.
0: It's kind <laughs> of amazing that we, like we're in this place too, and it's like this next generation seems like it's going to be probably the most interesting. And it, yeah. I was excited for people. Will remember when the Xbox One was first announced and up against um, PS4, and it did seem like at a time we were going to get different experiences. Like it did seem like PlayStation was going certainly one way, and like I was one of the maybe twelve people on the planet going like, I like what you're doing with Connect. And I kind of like that that Skype camera follows me around the room. And, like, I liked what yeah. I was going to be able to do with that. Um, but, you know, maybe one of the first classic cases of the court of public opinion just, like, ripping something to shreds. Uh, maybe not the first, but, like, certainly in the in the, in the the way of, like, Mass Effect 3, making uh, the crowd kind of making Bioware create a new ending. <laughs> We're kind of getting into dark times. But it meant now the rebound is going to be really interesting. 2020 is just going to be absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've had any thoughts as to, like, um, games you're anticipating. Everything seems to be pushing further and further into the year as we, as we record this this morning. Um, Dying Light 2 was pushed back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but are there any games that will jump out at you as, like, you can't wait to get your hands on? Or what's your most anticipated games for 2020?
1: Uh, my most anticipated game right now is Ori. And the world nice. West.
0: Yes. Oh, that is objectively the correct answer. That is, <laughs> and it's, it, it has, it's got to have had its last delay, March 11th, I think it is. So we're, yeah, you know, two like months away, just under two months away as we record this. I am so stoked. I just replayed Blind Forest. And I think you and I were just saying, like, that's a perfect game. Like, yeah. that is damn near a perfect game.
1: It really is. Like, it. there's just, you know, there the movement and the fluidity and, the music and the mm-hmm. art and like even the the levels like it, it has a nice balance of there are parts where you're just you feel like awesome and you're just bouncing off of enemies and flying through levels and then there are certain levels where you just die a thousand times like mm-hmm. you know I, I love a good challenge that I have to really push through but there are but I also like that god mode feeling like you just feel yeah. like you've mastered the the controls you know Mhm. Um yeah, so Ori and the Will of the Wisps, I'm really looking forward to. Um I'm actually quite looking forward to Avengers.
0: Really? Like, I don't know if you're allowed to say that, Jared. I think that's <laughs> not
1: No, not I don't, on the internet. Honestly, I don't even know what that game is. I just I like <laughs> Marvel and Yeah, man. I'm interested to see what they do with a third-person superhero game that involves, you know, six different heroes and probably mm-hmm. more as they add. Yeah. Being able to play it with friends. Um, cause I, I enjoy, like, we have some buddies that we all, we all play Battlefront 2 pretty regularly, um, on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's fun. Like, it's just fun to get together with friends and, and play a cool game under an IP that you enjoy. Like, that is sweet. Um, I think it's easier to stick with something when you really enjoy the IP. Yeah. Versus, um, versus a game that might be great but you don't really have any sort of allegiance to it um,
0: so, so battlefront versus titanfall kind of thing yeah Maybe i guess it trickier to to jump in at least titanfall the first one what a what a what a rough road for that one um be, jared no like you guys do the stadia show wait mm-hmm. the google stadia show every month ish yeah it's sort of like whenever now news whenever it comes up is that your first podcast is that the first time you ever did a show
1: yes yeah the first episode of that was the first podcast i ever did that's
0: awesome dude so like how are you finding it like are you like are there any surprises or anything that you've kind of learned along the way of jumping into the podcast scene as somebody who was previously a, a listener and an avid supporter and really like just lifting a lot of us up
1: <laughs> over the years um yeah it's cool i mean i i do like it um they're they're the only reason well, other than like there wasn't a whole lot of news for Stadia like pouring in. So we decided yeah. on monthly. But a, a big factor in that was I don't want to be a podcaster. Right. Like that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, once a month is good for me. Like, yeah. you know, because it's an hour show or an hour and a half show, but that's actually two hours because of setup and, and all, you know, and that's a oh. lot of time to dedicate mm-hmm. when I could be doing something else. I could be hanging out with my wife or I could be designing or. And and I do – I think the biggest draw of podcasting is being able to just talk to people. Yeah. Like I don't have a lot of um, friends that I can just nerd out over Google stuff or Nintendo stuff. Mm-hmm. So like that's kind of – I kind of get that out of my system with the occasional podcast or, or talking on Twitter with people.
0: It's it's amazing, isn't it, in, in terms of like – it, it seems like such a little thing when you say like <laughs> – I just want to talk about this thing that interests me. Like, but like there is something in us that really drives towards finding another person to just talk about this thing that is like living inside my brain. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a strange, like, why can't we just like live our lives and go like, I like this thing, but there's something about like, I don't know if it's a connection or what it is, but like we all strive for that. And it's almost like, it's almost sad that we don't have more of that in our lives. And it's like how for something that is so ubiquitous, either video games are played by like a couple billion people on the planet, or we all have phones, we all have preferences, and we all have like movies that we like to see, but like to the level that I think maybe we want to talk about it, it becomes a little bit more selective. Maybe that's maybe that's the point. Or like the the frequency of the same topic is what <laughs> sets us apart from anybody else who's like my wife likes video games, but I don't know if um like she'd probably like to talk about maybe the kids who are like anything else that actually yeah. is required to keep us living. Whereas I'm like, okay, so this is what's going on with Bobby and this is what's <laughs> going on with the stuff and everything like that. Um yeah, I, I get it, man. You just need to have that that time, that dedicated, almost like a standing date.
1: Yeah. Well I just remember when Google was teasing, you know, we're coming out with we're getting into the game thing and, and leading up to to the the GDC um mm-hmm. when they had that first conference. You know, me and nice. Donnie were like geeking out about it and i was really only listening i was listening to my only reference to donnie was because i was listening to nintendo shack yep and i started following on twitter and he was like excited for stadia and everything and i was like hey i'm excited too and i i made a joke and i was like hey we need to start a podcast and he messaged me and he was like Hey, do you want to? Do you like really want to? Because <laughs> there's like understand. literally nobody else that's excited about this,
0: <laughs> uh, dude, dude. That's like that is dangerous. That like that sentence has been uttered. I don't know how many trillions of times across the planet, but like it's basically you you say that jokingly, and then you're definitely doing a podcast. Like that's basically how Bobby and I got started. That's how a lot of people. Uh, I, I think Dave Moore and I got started in a similar way. Like we should just, I think it was actually the exact same thing where I was actually on a Skype call. I was chatting with Dave on my way to work one day and we're like, we should just do an Xbox show like this. Like let th- this is it. This is the show. It's amazing <laughs> how like those ideas just like come out of nowhere. Like I'm literally driving my car. I'm like, "I how am I supposed to do another show at this time? It was a couple of years ago. And I'm like, well, I could do this. I drive to work every day where you're like literally carving out. So I'm glad yeah. that, I'm glad that you're like, keeping it kind of compartmentalized so you can kind of do your other things as well because it it becomes a sickness it becomes maybe a little yeah.
1: bit too, too much I, I, i've tried to keep it in its place cuz yeah you know i don't i don't want to be doing it weekly that just ties up time and and i've kind of made it where i'm like yeah i'm a third co-host but i don't yeah. feel like super obligated you yeah. know, if, if something happens, I'd be like, yeah, just do it without me. Like, I don't really care. <laughs>
0: like, You're you're the perfect co-host. You're just super chill. You're just like, like, I don't know, man. It's just, <laughs> and you're smart and you're well, you're articulate and all those things. And it's like, it's, it's great. Like how, I guess, have you just always been kind of like low key in that way of just like pretty like not high, not too low. Just like, just getting the things done.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, uh, teachers in school were always like, he's so quiet, but like all the kids follow him around. Like they just, he has like this presence about him and just very, just wise, very just, you know, I don't, I guess I'm just laid back about everything. I don't let anything like worry me or stress me out because ultimately things that are stressing you out, like if there's something that you can do about it, just do it. And if there's not, just write it out. Like if you can't do anything about it, there's no reason to overly stress about it. So
0: I think I've gotten worse as time has gone on. Like I think I used to be really just like you'd never even know like I used to have like a, the, the best poker face ever, and maybe maybe now, or at least I used to think there I was, but like very just like very quiet, very shy, actually mostly just really shy, mm-hmm. and um that kind of kept me from just like bursting out like this, um but yeah, like it's it's something else to just be able to just be just keep your cool through any situation is it's getting harder and harder for me, I think as time time goes on. <laughs> No good, man. You're yeah. Working with Bobby over these years, I'm going to go on that.
1: <laughs> Bobby is a very, um, what's the word? A passionate person. It's the Jersey. A lot of it's the,
0: yeah, it's the <laughs> Italian and Jersey. It's the it's the, the magic connection between the two of us. That's for sure. Um, last couple of questions. I want to talk about your your handle on Twitter. Highly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a Zelda reference. Mm-hmm. Is there like? Is there a history, You said you really like Nintendo. There's a fandom there. What was your first Zelda game that you played?
1: Ocarina of Time. Okay, yeah. And N64 was probably my first experience with games. Maybe the SNES, but I was pretty young to kind of like remember it. But like, yeah. when I think back to when I was like in love with games as a kid, I was always playing the Nintendo 64 nice. and playing Zelda. And oh. then I think Link's Awakening was probably my second one. Is
0: that... What's your favorite? So if your first was Ocarina, is that still... Is that your favorite? Because that's... No.
1: ...popular. My favorite, it's either Breath of the Wild or Wind Waker.
0: Wind Waker? Really? Okay. You can't invert the controls on that, Jared.
1: I don't need to invert the controls, so I'm okay. It's maddening
0: for me. I'm one of the 10%. It drives me bonkers. I need to... (laughs) And I'm worried that if I really get into Wind Waker, I'll actually rewire my brain and something's going to break. I don't want to touch any <laughs> of the wiring back there,
1: <laughs> man. Yeah, I, I don't can't do it. I don't know that pain because I don't need to invert. Dang it. I, I could see how that would definitely hold you back, though. Not being able to control something, <laughs> it's not a I way to I literally just – I'm
0: either looking at the – because I'm just – it's amazing how you don't even realize it. And people who have – when when you when you when you're used to inverted and it fires up non-inverted – you don't even know it like right away. It's not quite as like twitchy as like jumping and not jumping. It's not quite like mm-hmm. that because you you're realizing that you're pushing it forward. So in a way that like when it goes up, it's like that kinda makes sense to your brain. But still, you're like, I should be looking down, but I'm staring at the sky right now. And that's kind <laughs> of like my experience with playing games that can invert. I'm either like looking way up in the sky or way down below, and there's just like I can't I just can't, man. I want to though. Yeah. But I, I gotta get into that. That'd be great to have them doing Whoa. I guess another remake for it.
1: I mean, try to. I don't. What's that? A dolphin emulator on PC? Maybe you can invert the controls on that.
0: Oh, that's a good call. Is that for? Is that the GameCube?
1: Um... I, it does GameCube and Wii U, I think. And and they're starting. Yeah, I think Wii U, Wii U, and GameCube. It'll do. Holy cow! You could man. probably do the HD one, which is the better one because they added the fast sale, which mm-hmm. <laughs> helps a lot. They made some quality of life changes in the HD version, but yeah, I the I think. Wind Waker was like the first one that had just like a really great story. And yeah. I I think that Ganon is my favorite. Ooh. Because um, he's like he's just a dude trying to do something. <laughs> like he's not like this I mean, he is the he is the reincarnation of demise or whatever from Skyward Sword, but like he's not he's very different. Like he's not your typical Ganon. Like he's very um conniving and and wise and just and he's and the ending is just great the the last day with him
0: he looks like a character from like some somewhere in like the late 90s early 2000s disney movies like somewhere in like um (laughs) mulan or hunchback or something like that very like odd proportions to him for sure and uh, yeah chin strap beard like nobody's business
1: it's very cartoony and and that's my that's my favorite type of Zelda. I like when they just go crazy with the weird proportions and the people that are super weird. Oh to um, Link is absolutely adorable. Like yeah.
0: that's just it's too much actually.
1: Um but there's there's this one cutscene in Wind Waker when you first meet Ganon, you know, and, and you don't have any of your really abilities or anything, like you're just this dumb little kid looking for your sister. <laughs> And he's basically just like, stop getting in my way or I will murder you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's just so menacing and like, he's just a really good villain in that game. But I love the, especially the HD version, it's just gorgeous. I love, I enjoy cell shading as an art style, but Wind Waker is probably my favorite type of cell shading. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Borderlands has cell shading, but it's kind of ugly and dirty and gritty. Mm -hmm. But Wind Waker is just like, clean and i love how the water there's not really waves in the water like it's just lines through it that kind of makes it look like waves and like the the wind like you see stuff moving but the wind there's literally like cartoon lines that go through like it's great like it's just beautiful
0: i love hearing you geek out about zelda right now man (laughs) this is i love i love finding out about people's favorite games just for that reason like as soon as you kind of like just let somebody go a little bit about whatever it is like. And that's what I love about video games. I could be sold on anything, man. Like you're making mm-hmm. me really wonder about like, should I just deal with the non-inverted controls or whatever? Maybe there's some sort of like contrap. There must be some contraption that like inverts <laughs> it for me. Like kind of just there does some be. sort of like switcheroo under it. Maybe
1: the Xbox adaptive controller. <laughs>
0: there's got to be something. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, like on the 360, the 360 days, it remembered that my preferences were mm-hmm. inverted. I never had to go in and set anything. I don't know whatever happened to that. Accessibility option, Phil Spencer, golly, <laughs> who totally listens to the yeah, show.
1: And one more yeah. thing, uh, my favorite song from Zelda is in Wind Waker, which is Dragon Roost Island,
0: and they, they they
1: redid it for Breath of the Wild with the the Rito when you get to their village. Mm-hmm. I remember playing Breath of the Wild. And like walking into the village and when the song starts, you don't know it's drag you don't know it's like a remix of Dragon Roost Island. It's like a new song plus Dragon Roost, like combined. Yeah. And when those notes start playing, like I almost shed a tear. I was like <gasps> I was like, I love this song. Oh my gosh. They kept it. I was I was hoping they would keep it from the Rito from Wind Waker. Like it's super good.
0: And I love that you know that like I don't know the names of pretty much any songs other than like theme song or whatever else like that. But it's like that is something magical about zelda to me it is that music that it literally like strikes a chord mm-hmm. and i don't know it just gets like when i was playing um uh link's awakening on switch for the first time i was just like what is happening to like my emotions right now with like, the music <laughs> and it all just came together with like this it was so cutesy and it was like it was in my hands i was playing it, just like we're so lucky to be able to experience and have these experiences like these yeah. games are just so great and so special and When the art and the music, and to your point about all the things about Ori, when it all comes together like that, Mm -hmm. like if you're in the space for that kind of game, then there are so many terrific options for people to enjoy. It's just, we're lucky to experience it, man.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's, I think that's why I like Zelda so much is because they don't just have, you know, you hear people talk about like Final Fantasy music and all that. and, And it's like, it's really great orchestra music, but there's something about Nintendo and the way that they do music where... The songs perfectly fit where you are, mm-hmm. but then they're so like catchy and sort of repetitive. Like they have like a theme to them. Like yeah. it's not just like this swelling, you know, amazing orchestra that's happening. It's like this specific set of of notes that they hit over and over again, so you can have that same music whether it's like. 8-bit chip tunes or a full orchestra or midi tunes like they can they can like fit that song to anything and i think that's great
0: or you could even like make it a game mechanic and play it with Mm -hmm. the c buttons yeah on your ocarina like that's how simple simple it is but how it scales to like that you could scale that all the way up to some of the more orchestral stuff that you got in Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild, but still, like, you have those, the way that they kind of like transition, I think, in the Breath of the Wild soundtrack too, and particularly the, the music that went along with the original trailer was just like, it's all this music, it's all epic. and then at the end it all just like swells into like the main theme. and it's just like, how did they do how did they go from <laughs> this to this to something so familiar to this other thing that I had never heard of before, but maybe like feels more epic. It seems like something that's like from a movie. and then they just go like they take that and put the Zelda theme on there and it's just like, man, chills, like actual chills right now as I'm thinking about that trailer is what I think probably one of the best trailers for a video game ever made. On yeah. top of like the Gears one, the Mad World or whatever, like that's really great. But like I think the Breath of the Wild trailer is just like is like nothing else.
1: Yeah. The 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 Switch really reveal trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and even great. like
0: a one and Zelda crying, which in different languages is awesome. You guys should definitely everybody should check <laughs> out like just the moment where Zelda cries in all the different languages and the way like in Japanese it's like just <laughs> totally over the top just like wailing and then just sort of like a whimper in english and everything in between um it's just great man Ah, oh, this is great man thank you so much for carving out a little time on this uh on this late monday evening um
1: yeah, thanks for having we go,
0: me. go why don't you let everybody know we sort of covered a few of the things that um that you do and the content you create but why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on the internet reach out to you for maybe a guest spot on a podcast or some commission work or whatever you like
1: um yeah so the the best place to find me is just Twitter. I that's pretty much where I do everything. Yeah, man. I'm in a couple of Discords, but I'm not super active. But Twitter. Yeah. Um I think my my DMs are open. They're just protected. So like I have to approve them if they come in. But
0: Yeah, um, I sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they <laughs> are open.
1: So I'm my Twitter handle is at highly intelligent, but that's Hylian like Zelda. H Y L I A N and then intelligent you know the last half of in, intelligent
0: it's so good it's such a great <laughs> handle tough to say it's tough to say I'll, I'll think about it how i can make it a little catchy at the end of the show
1: it's it's like, tough to say and it's very long to spell and yeah. like i like it but like i can't secure it everywhere because mm. like like psn i had to go with yeah. highly and t because they don't allow enough letters to do the whole thing
0: <laughs> psn my god what a disaster holy just, crap um, we made it we We've managed to
1: slam the PSN within this episode. Thank you so much. Xbox, I was able to get the full thing. Uh, Even Nintendo, I can't. I'm highly in T. Like, they don't allow 19 letters or however many it is. I'm considering a Patreon goal of, like, at a certain number of patrons, I'll
0: let somebody else choose my PSN name for me right now. Like, I'll just, I'll change it back to whatever.
1: You can't, don't you just have Sean Capri?
0: Now I do. I change it back from what it was before, which we would yeah. need to get into. Just, but, you know. just
1: Keep it there. Don't that's a that's a dumb who, Patreon goal. Who, who, <laughs> just who who keep it P- chunk free The point is branding.
0: who cares about your branding. Branding. Um, who cares about PSN? Who cares
1: about PSN? Yeah, if you if anybody wants to follow me on Twitter, go ahead. I tweet about Nintendo and pretty much everything gaming. Um, and if you need something, like a logo or a mixer stream branding, or even like an intro video something lower third yeah
0: you did bad bit stuff yeah yeah of course when i was asking about the other things that people might have seen like the intro for bad bits like video like the distorted business and whatnot it was that you
1: yeah the spider verse it's so good i did that um yeah yeah i I animated his well he's got like two intros he's got like the really fast like playstation one i did i did that they rebuilt the symbols and had them fly through the screen and and reveal the logo i did his like spider-verse playstation one
0: yeah and you did bobby's whole stream and everything the 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 zappy lines and everything yeah i did
1: bobby's camera overlay i'm working on like a a background for him right now um who else have i done stuff for it's pretty much just bobby (laughs) That's that's that those bit. those
0: are great. And people will definitely know to check out um all of those all of those designs. Very very nice. Jared, thank you so much for carving out time, man. I really appreciate you doing this tonight.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on.
0: It just feels right. It feels right. It doesn't feel like there's there's too much with the monthly show. It's like this is it. This is the show you're going to get on a, on a monthly basis. That's it. You know what, man? Seven days from today, you're going to get another episode, and it's going to be awesome. And another person is going to intro that show, just like Mr. Badbit Joseph Moran, did from the Trophy Room and Badbit Games. Holy cow. We're on it, guys. I am stoked, and I hope you guys are stoked as well. Thank you to Jared Gauthier, and I hope you guys also enjoyed that music that introed the conversation. Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, Pirates of Dragon Roost. Ooh, my stomach. Did you guys hear that? Oh man, it's time to go get something to eat, or maybe drink a little bit more of this coffee or whatever. But guys, I hope you liked it. If you uh, if you want to support the show, there's like five ways you can do it. Number one, you can follow me, Sean Capri. Uh, that's Sean the Capri, like the pants on Twitter, or the show, We the Gamer Cast, is the handle again. <laughs> Don't worry about it, guys. We're just gonna stick through it. Uh, number two, you can share uh, with your friends or talk about it on your own podcast. You can rate on Apple Podcasts. We might do another push, like uh, over at Cup of Joe. We've got a $50 gift card to give away because we hit 50 freaking reviews on Cup of Joe and Nintendo on Apple Podcasts. That was amazing. We've got a huge push. Top 25 Nintendo podcasts, by the way. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri, where I stream Tuesdays and Thursday nights and Sunday mornings, actually. And uh, if you really like the show, you can throw a buck or two or five or ten over at patreon.com slash Capri. You get bonus content. You get this show early. You get my uh, solo show. The Q&A, the Pants Patreon Podcast for Patrons podcast and guys it's a great time Bobby and I also do a monthly show uh where we just we just sit and chat it's actually a lot like this this was really the inspiration for the Yumi and Capri monthly show not really about video games just like how Bobby and I are doing like we just talk about life you guys get a little pull behind the curtain it's essentially Bobby called me up and was like hey man how you doing i would be like Here's all my stuff. He's like, don't care. Let me tell you a little about me. <laughs> so if that, if that if you like that, check it out. You can also uh, support the other shows that I do. Like I said, Cup of Joe and Nintendo um, or the Xbox Drive. A whole bunch of stuff on the Xbox Drive to celebrate. January, the biggest month ever in the history of the Xbox Drive. That was the biggest show. That's all I got to say, guys, because I got to go. And I hope uh, you guys will be back next week. This is has been We the GamerCast is now in your ears and we'll be back next week. Hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason because he never left. Jason 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 where are you
1: Jason 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 Sean 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 Sean, Sean. Jason 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 Chase! Jason!